want to cry. Okay. We, but you watched it. So what were your thoughts on it now? <laughs> now that we're recording, you're like, oh my God. I don't and know. now I have no words. Emily is terrible. She is terrible. She's got like, I mean, the, the concept of like, you know, that they started the show with, I think they mentioned it in the first episode was the guy's like, well, you're crazy for coming here and not, or it's, what does he say? It's arrogant to come here and not having, like not knowing any French. And it's just that attitude the entire time of like, I'm the American point of view. You hired me so that way I can just talk about business facts really quickly every time I'm around a client. Like, don't you understand? Marketing, marketing, marketing. Um, I have a master's in marketing and blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, it kills me. It kills me because that person exists. Like, it's true. That is a real person. So, yeah, just that, that, I mean, she's like the quintessential American that I hate. So it's like, and then, and then they just like overdo the French things, like the people being French and like, like the, the relationship between her and Sylvie, who's like, you know, her boss who hates her and is like the super sexy French lady. Everyone dresses the way everyone dresses in that show. I've never seen anyone dress like that in Paris. Literally never. So, um, yeah, Sylvie's way over the top in, like, her slit skirt that comes up to, like, literally her crotch. And oh my God. dramatically with her hips going back and forth. And she's just, like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, where are the people in sneakers on the streets? Because I'm not seeing them. And then the friend that's, like, an au pair who's, like, never working. Okay, that's not true either. She's just, like, always there. And they're having their coffee and their croissant at the cafe, which is, like, I've never seen anyone do that either. So, I don't know. It's a lot of... I'm, I'm rambling now, but it's, but I will say that the ending was like, Ooh, it's going to happen next. So, oh, and also the guy that she's dating is like, or, you know, the one that she's interested in, the neighbor is like tan. I mean, who's the guy? That that doesn't exist in Paris. I've never seen anyone who looks like that. So they're all pale, tiny people. So I don't know. That's, that's it. I'm done. It's really interesting because I like now any expat talks about it. Well, at one point there was like a few weeks where that's all I ever talked about. I haven't seen people because of lockdown, so I don't know anymore. But um, I have a friend who was in marketing here. Uh, she's Irish, and she was just like, "No, they got it like exactly correct. <laughs> like how they treat me, how they treat all this stuff, everything cracked." And I just I think I was talking to someone about it the other day, and I compared it to how foreigners view American high schools because of TV where (laughs) I didn't personally experience that kind of clicky, that kind of uh, football cheerleader kind of high school. Like my high school was different, but there are tons of people who have experienced that. And so it's a reality for some people and definitely not reality for a ton of people. And I think Emily in Paris can be that way where there's a lot of reality in that show where it's like, yeah, marketing people have been really that terrible. Um, like there are Americans who are like that. There are French people who are like that. Is that the reality for everybody? Hell no. Does it get yeah. some of the reality? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some of it wrong. Yes. 
it just depends on your personal experience with it. Yes, exactly. It's not going to be everyone, every, like no one experiences anything the same way. So it's someone's perception of their experience. So yeah, perfectly said. I always like hearing somebody who's not an American talk about it though, because uh, we have biased views on Americans because we are one. I'd ask this to a Scottish person. How quintessential American did Emily seem to you, Sam? <laughs> like, yeah, Sam. Yeah, she, I, I don't know. It looked pretty legit. Like for me, the, 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 the first part was the first meeting they had. And Emily was like, she just, she was just speaking, and then one of the it was looking at her like so strangely, and then someone just said, like, "Why are you shouting?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah, Americans are really loud sometimes, because like sometimes in the subway, you can tell when it's an American in the in the in the subway. You can tell because like yeah. they're the only person you can, you can hear. Actually, what happened? I think these this one time two Americans, yeah. You, 20-something-year-olds, I think. We're just having a conversation. And then some, like, old French lady was like, can you keep it down? But, like, and then they were like, oh. And they were like, yeah, just a bit more, be a bit more considerate of people around you, especially in public. And I was like, damn, that, that was a bit harsh. But they were quite loud. And, like, everyone was, like, who was trying to read and some music, they were, like, kind of just glancing at them. So... That part made me laugh because I've heard a lot from French people that they think Americans shout when they speak. So I was like, they do think that. But what's <laughs> interesting that Alejandra mentioned was when she said they were sitting at a cafe having a croissant. And I was like, that's so true. I've never seen anyone have a croissant at a cafe. You pick that up from a bakery as, and you eat it like wherever you're going. Or like you pack it for like breakfast the next morning. But that's so true. That was now that was very cheesy. I actually didn't notice that. That was that's very cheesy because that does not happen. <laughs> I was and the berets. The berets were a bit too much for me. Like no, like no one wears a beret. Like only like people who are like visiting Paris and then leaving the next day wear berets. So I was like that was a bit cheesy. As for Which I think they, is like the point of her of like Emily, you know, that she's like I'm here, this outsider, but I'm in Chanel. Like I'm like. There, I think it's related to the podcast. I'm doing a big X with my hands to say, no, 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 Emily, get away. (laughs) I think it's really interesting. I didn't actually read the article, but Lily Tomlinson, who's incredible and played Emily, she's in so many other shows that are better. Um, Colin. 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 What are they? Tomlinson. Someone else. I've heard that name before. I don't know who that is. But. Oh my god, that's like a One Direction Louis. Tom- oh, that's so random. Okay, Lily Collins, who does it? She she wrote an article, I think, addressing how it got pretty controversial. Like it was really controversial for a lot of people. Like people were pretty pissed, and she's just like, "We'll just." Well, hopefully we'll have a second season. We'll just learn from it and grow. And it's good to hear people's criticisms. I'm like, okay, interested to see what would happen if (laughs) you're going to grow from this. Because it seems like the entire center of it is based off of what people are criticizing. How can you change that at all? (laughs) True. Yeah, that's, that's the show, right? That's the point. 
and there was some stuff that I was like, oh, yeah, that happens. Oh, I hate when that happens. Like when she stepped out of apartments and she's like, oh, what a beautiful day. And she like, steps to dog poop. And I'm like, exactly. That, that definitely happens. So a lot of the time it was funny when it was relatable. I don't know if I saw anything cringy. The way she dressed was a bit cringy for me. The way Emily dressed. Yeah. The way she stopped a selfie and the way that she does it. I'm like, oh my God, that was the worst. That and her whole social media thing, which was like her thing, right? Emily in Paris and the captions that she posts, that was the worst part. I thought that was so cute. I thought she had such cute ideas. Like from the marketing like side of things, I thought she had like really nice ideas. It was It was a fun, cute little show kind of thing, you know? I thought, I thought it was that's true um and I think that what she did would be considered really good in the marketing field like people right now would be like that's so cool Emily did this thing at my like where was that that episode where she's at the the DeRay show and it's nothing but influencers and they're like and I was like that is all reality and I hate every part of it I think that's why it's like <laughs> I just don't like that I don't like anything about the marketing field the way that it is like I just don't like any of that world. So I just didn't like the show. But if I did, I'd be like, wow, cool. (laughs) But did, um, did watching it make you guys miss Paris? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can nod, but no one knows. (laughs) I think I, I unfortunately will say that like there, there were, even though she was, she made me not like it and miss it at the same time. Hmm. Okay, wait, before we go there, speaking of not liking it, what were parts that you really didn't like? Like, didn't I just say everything? And everything. But, like, it doesn't sound that serious. You just, it just sounds like you just really didn't like Emily. And, yeah. Well, yeah, I really didn't like her. I also really didn't like the fact that she's, um, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm saying. She's American. Um, <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I mean, well, that's, I was just talking to Max about that this morning. I'm like, what is American? Like, what even, what even does that mean as a person? What does I'm American? Like, what is that? Is that like Emily in Paris? Because I don't identify then. I don't know. But Do you think just- that they got the whole idea of how an American is wrong? Because obviously, like, no. I don't, I, no. 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 And she was fun and she was quirky and she was the underdog because the people in the office were kind of like her boss is mean to her, but she rose above it and she showed them like what she's made of, you know? It was not- okay. Well, obviously now you relate, Sam. Okay. You're like, that's me at work. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no. But my boss does work for me. It was terrible. I think it's like I actually had this thought I've been having this thought for a while now that I'm almost definitely moving back I'm literally like I'm gonna have to intentionally make friends with Americans again (laughs) like it's a little overwhelming because when you're when I think like you guys could probably like relate in the sense of when you're in a foreign country like a lot, a lot of my friends happen to be American, but I also have a lot of friends from other countries as well. 
And it's not because we re- we get along and relate because of we're all foreign and we're all likely speaking English to each other. And we're all like trying to navigate this completely this the world that we don't know. And then I I'm just thinking, I'm like, I'm moving back. And, and that's not that one, that one thing that underlying me with other Americans in France or a South African or an Irish person in France is that we're foreign. That's gone. So now you're going to have to make friends with these quintessential Americans. Uh, Emily is as well as other Americans who aren't like her, who are, down or whatever you just have it's like you have to intentionally make friends with them and be a part of that social group when for so long you approached it differently for years and now all of a sudden you're just like oh my god americans like i'm gonna be speaking in a restaurant and they're gonna understand what i'm saying and i'm gonna speak really loudly and they're gonna be really intrusive about what i want to know what they want to know without getting to know me first and like all these things that is what Emily is, is Americans. It's just not always like portrayed correctly. It just depends. There's like who Emily is, the underlying cultures are very American. They might not always be presented that bubbly or whatever though. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I'm uh, like being, I'm constantly, and I think what you're saying about like being friends with people who are foreigners as well as, you know, like you, like y'all have that in common, mm. is that I am constantly attracted to people who consider themselves as other. So like my friends here at home all kind of feel pretty displaced too. You know, like we're all more or less American, but we don't really like see ourselves in that frame of mind of what an American is per se, or a Texan or a San Antonian. Like, um, so I think you can find those people here. There are like some that exist. It's I think, but it is just like harder. Like, where do you find people who think like you? Like so, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Did that answer your question though? About I mean, I, that was like a tangent, but in terms of um, is that is she American? Like she is. It's just, but like the French stereotypes, those are true too. They're just exaggerated a bit much. Yeah hers is just exaggerated so like the underlying cultures is there but it's like pushed to an extreme extreme. but i can stand by what i said no one dresses like that no one dresses like that you mean like sylvie or do you mean like emily emily and sylvie i don't know it's i gave emily the benefit of the doubt i was just like it's tv so they're probably exaggerating it for tv well, and yeah. Emily's friend. Yeah. She was always in heels. I was like, she's an old pair. She's an old pair. She's an old pair. Yeah, and she's old. Yeah, I know. Like, how? Was I doing it wrong when I was there? So. <laughs> Where are the canvas tote bags? Okay, I thought we were in Paris. I'm very no. confused. Actually, that, that's so true. Because, like, every, it's. Everyone there has one because you can pick it up at like Monoprix and Prix and all the Prix and everyone has a has, has that tote bag. Oh, that was a bit strange. That was a bit strange. No. But as for the way they dress, no, you have to admit people are really fashionable there. The street fashion in Paris is pretty. It's pretty legit. The men know how to yeah. dress. Yeah, I, I thought it was. 
I thought it was funny. But <laughs> what? They dress so well. Are you kidding me? I uh... I guess I just forget how other people dress. I just find it normal. Does that make sense? Like not yeah, seeing cargo pants is so normal to me that it doesn't it doesn't seem extreme. It just seems like okay, they're wearing jeans. And then you go to like Florida and you're like, okay, they're not wearing jeans. <laughs> cargo shorts or like cargo shorts exist as a thing that someone wears in public in America. So I forgot about all of that when I came back. I was like, huh. Cause like when I, yeah, how much of it? Everyone dresses like re- everyone looks really put together. And then just over time, it just became the norm. And then when I got back, I was like, yeah. okay, we're back. Everyone's a- and sandals. <laughs> That's actually a good like uh, question, though. What were the culture shocks going back to your home country? Sam? Did you say fam? Oh. I said oh, Sam. Sam. I was like, you're a family? <laughs> um, yeah, but no, but Alejandra, they, no, I'm sorry. Wait, before we move on, though, they do dress that way. They do. No, but they do. Okay, Sylvie. Um, my my from from when I was an OP in the second family, she dressed like like super like I don't know. She was in was she in marketing? No, she was in events. So they organized like like maison du chocolat, and they saw like these clients, and they organized these events for these like perfume companies. So maybe it was because of her like her business, her her, her field. But she dressed like really well, like in her heels and her flowy skirts, and I was like, "Wow!" And she was very French, very very. French. Okay. She had the French accent. Uh, yeah, I just, I just have not had any exposure to anyone like French working like that, you know, like that field. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll digress from saying no one dresses like Sylvie, but I'm still gonna say that people don't dress like the au pair and Emily. Okay. Okay, there I cannot argue with you. Okay, so biggest culture shocks. Big culture shocks. Alejandra. <laughs> she were like, nope. <laughs> Other one? Um, okay. Uh so we were talking about clothes. Definitely the fact that people uh go out in public in America like they just woke up. Um <laughs> people do that in France too, and for some reason they still just look cooler. I I think that people, honestly, that was something that I thought this last time that I went back, that, like, people just look, people are just cooler. They just look cooler. I don't know if it's just because mm-hmm. they're in Paris or they're mm-hmm. Parisian or they're French, but they are so much cooler. Like, I'm it's like, the I'm like oh, everyone here is just so cool. <sighs> But... Uh, uh, let's see, what else? What were the other culture shocks? <laughs> I don't know. Food is huge. Mm. portion the food itself is i had to get used to again like really really like thinking about what i was gonna eat because i knew that i would feel bad eating some things like you know just everything's just so processed like what's in it wait in america in america yeah i guess yeah like people being loud like you were talking about loud americans earlier like um what did you say? Like people wanting to be like really up in your business, Katie, you said, Oh my God. Yeah. I was back for um, like a month or maybe two for during the COVID thing. 
<laughs> COVID thing. But the lady at the checkout literally was, I don't know what she was saying, but she was older. And I, I, I'm so used to not talking to them. And she like went on a tangent about like these medicines she's taking, I think for depression <laughs> or like arthritis or something. And she just tells me about all this medicine. And I'm just like, uh, not prepared for this. <laughs> like, thank you. I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it's overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. It's like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Oh, wow. Um, I agree with everything you guys have said. Yeah. The fashion definitely it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. I also don't feel as motivated to like look put together as I, as I did when I was back in Paris. Um, food's different. I miss the food. Not even like at the restaurant, but like I miss the grocery stores. Like the mm-hmm. there's such good options, healthier options, less options, but like that kind of was a good thing because you didn't suffer from like yeah. – What's the word? Um, not like choice, like option paralysis. Like when you're like, what do I take? So that was cool. Um, what else do I miss? Just the vibe. Just the vibe. Just, just getting out of my building and just kind of just seeing people like running before work and then going to work and then going to the park. Culture shock. I'm going on a tangent. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. The way they dress. The attitude of the French, so different from the attitude of everyone else. So that's an adjustment to like get into and get out of. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just everything is different. I can't like nitpick. I know. It's like I can't even think of one. Like it's everything. 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 Is different. <laughs> and and uh, you were back for um like a few weeks, a month, and now you're back in the states again. Like, what was, like, was the transition easy? Were you, because you were just, like, a visitor? Do you miss it more because you were able to visit? Like, what what was that like? Yeah, when I got back, I had, like, a three-hour layover in Atlanta. Um, and I immediately was, like, just there looking at everyone. And I was, like, I hate I called Max because I I had a layover. I was like, I'm gonna call you like when I'm like through security and everything. And I was like, the first thing I said when he answered was, I hate this country. <laughs> like, I just hate it. It's just a feeling in me that was just like, like just went down. I just did not want to be there at all. Like, and I said this like when I was there with you. Like, the only reason I want was ready to come back home was because I wanted to see Max again. But like everything else it's like I just I can't stand it so what was the question that was it <laughs> like I mean but at one it's not necessarily Paris it's just Europe maybe it's just a feeling of something new and different and unique or is it Paris um, <laughs> I don't know well because right now we're thinking of we're trying to figure out where we're going to live next year and where we're going to move. And um, London is seeming like it's our best option um, for like grad school for both of us. So, um, and I've been to London cause I, I like studied there for like a month over the summer and then, well, that's basically it. And then I visited like one time after that. 
And um, at first I was like, oh my God, London's so big. Like that's completely overwhelming. And I don't know if I actually want to live there. But then it was like, it started to really appeal to me and seem exciting. So I think, I think it's just like Europe. And now I know that the England is its own separate entity, the UK. So um, I think it's just somewhere else that's not America, really. That's what appeals to me. It's really interesting, though, because you both are like planning on leaving again, America and South Africa. Yeah. Like, did you when you when you left France, did you have the intention of trying to stay or were you like, I just need another adventure already? Honestly, staying there was an option. I would have stayed. I think I would have stayed. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, if it's being back, it's like, I was actually was just thinking this morning, like, I, I love South Africa, and the weather's great. The weather, way better than Paris's weather um, in Durban. But I'm constantly reminded of, like, why I, like, I miss Paris, which kind of sucks, because, like, I'm not in Paris. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, something would happen, like, the transport system, and, like, someone on the road will just say something, and I'm like, oh, this wouldn't have happened if I was in Paris. So, like, I don't know. And not necessarily Paris, but just, I don't, I don't feel like I have a reason to stay where I am. Do you know what I mean? hmm So, I think I'm, if I move back, I think I'd be happier. I, it's a really good question. I don't know if it's because it's another place. No, no, I think, I think it's what the place has to offer. For sure. Yeah. There's not a lot on offer here in terms of like culture and like activities. And I think I really miss that. So I think um, with the move that I'm going to make when I can, um, I'm definitely really excited for, you know, adventures and what awaits. And I think there is some sort of excitement in the unknown as well, I guess. Yeah. Where are you looking at, Sam? China. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chinese food. So. <laughs> so the people at work were really encouraging me. Hey, like my bosses were just like, "Why do you want to go to China? It's so cold, so disgusting. People just spit everywhere, and like the toilets are squat toilets." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. I still want to go." So I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I'm still so stumped about that culture shock question. I was still trying to think at the back of my head. I'm like, why can't I even answer this question? I'm just drawing up blanks with culture shocks. But they are. They are are culture shocks, like for sure. I just can't can't think of them right now. No, I was just asking in terms of like going back home, what your culture shock you experienced going back to South Africa was, not in France. Oh, see – I didn't get the question. I didn't, I didn't understand the question. Now that makes sense. Um, <laughs> everyone has to have a conversation with you, which is something I hadn't had in a long time. Because, like, I think you mentioned it, actually. Everyone in France just minds their own business. So, like, mm-hmm. to get back home and then, like, you're waiting for, like, you just get, like, you just get back um, home and then it's, like, you're just waiting at the traffic um, at the stop to cross the road and someone next to you is, like, yeah, so many cars. And you're like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be late for work. What do you do? And then it's like you have a whole <laughs> conversation with someone and it's just like, 
And my sister was saying, she was like sitting in the park, just like enjoying the sun. And someone comes next to her and tells her about um, her husband is having an affair. And it's people just talk to you and they just like tell you everything. They just lay it out on the table, which was not a thing in France because you'd say hello to everyone. But if you went past that, it was like, why are you being weird? Why? Yeah. So that was, I think, the major culture shock for me in terms of people's behavior was the interaction is vastly different. I don't know how I feel about that, though. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Like, there were probably days you appreciate it and days you're like, this is shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Some days you're like, I I really don't want to get into this with you. Um good for you and everything happening in your life were not so good for you but like in some days in France I was like I miss having the random chit chat with the stranger so that was the biggest culture shock I think in terms of behavior yeah oh the one question that you had I think was now that you're leaving and your friend groups yeah I don't think we started recording at the time no it was just um oh my god it was just last time I think you guys are like having, you know, cause last time when we recorded initially, it was because you guys were leaving and, and you talked about, and it was just really interesting cause you guys had talked about like what you had learned, what you would miss, what you didn't quite, or what, you, what was hard, the advice you give to people who were coming. And now that you're gone for a year, it's a year, a year and a half. Oh my God. 2020 yeah. is years. It's like, you know, it's different. It's where you're at now, what you wish you could, like, you, well, you both are pretty transitionary anyway. So you're both looking to go somewhere else and, and your feelings and what's your feelings about Paris now and all this stuff. And like, it's just really interesting because I am in your place now where you guys were last time when we first interviewed. And, and it's hard because like, you do find a group here and you find some friends and you're like, Oh, you're just like kind of finally making a way and feeling like the city is like, okay, I can kind of handle it for the first time in two years. And, oh, my visa expires when? January? Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. That sucks. Like, did you guys, did you guys have that feeling of where you were like, I finally kind of feel like I got it and now I'm leaving? 100%. Yeah, fully. Definitely. I remember yeah. feeling the same way. I was like, oh, I finally have like I finally have it together. I finally get it. Um, and I have these really great friends and I know my way around now and I know like the hot like I like if you ask me for a place, like I can give you a recommendation, you know what I mean? And yeah, I find I felt like I finally got into the groove of things and I was like leaving in a month. Which sucked big time yeah so it's interesting that you feel that way I felt like yeah um, it's funny how that happens right before you leave like what's up with that is it like a mental thing like you're meant like you are mentally telling yourself hey you you have it together things are good like because you know you're gonna miss it or I don't know yeah it definitely (laughs) 
It definitely could be because you're like, well, I'm done in two months. Screw it. I'm going to just do what I need to do and make it. And it's like that permission to be free that might like give you the permission to feel that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. I don't know if it's like anytime I've done internships where you're only there in the country for three months and you're just kind of like, well, it's not enough time to integrate, but you also, it's enough time to try to learn something. And so you just do everything kind of with the knowledge that you're leaving in three months and you just try to fit it all in. And it's kind of the same. Like if you move somewhere, you know, the last three the last months are going to be like, well, okay. I don't care if I don't understand exactly what you're saying. As long as I get the gist, we can go along and move forward in life. <laughs> when you're going to live there, you're like, okay, this is so stressful. Like I missed that one word. That's probably really important. <laughs> <laughs> don't quite know. Yeah, of like making yourself vulnerable to whatever it is that you're going to feel without overanalyzing it. So interesting. Interesting. I hope you don't have that in the future. I hope you can hot take. Get, get into it from the get go. Wherever we decide to move, whether it's London or China or back to yeah, something that you have to move. Mm. I don't, back to the US. Yeah, something you have to practice. I think just actively. I think so. I think maybe I wonder if now that we know that that happens, if that's going to help us in the future when we do relocate. No? No, I think because every relocation is different. Because you're going to have, you're going to have a learning curve in every location. Mm. And you have to learn the new customs, cultures, expectations, everything. And like, maybe you'll give yourself a little bit more leniency and being like, I've lived in a few cultures already. I know that things are different. Like, it shouldn't shock me as much anymore. But it's still like you still are navigating something entirely new. Yes, I actually was—I kind of had a dream. I think that was relating to this subject of like being in a place that you are just unaware of so many things, like you just said, like the culture, language, customs, like, and it makes you feel childlike, like. you just feel so small and like you don't know what's going on and it's weird like to how just being in in a different culture like that on a different piece of land can instantly make you feel so small sure i don't know if you i don't know if you guys have ever had like a horror an experience here i i had one instance where it was like june so it was the end of it was when the economy, everything was open, but people were still like Corona. It was weird. This one old man, I was on a walk with a friend and this one old man collapsed behind us and um, not a great situation that I won't describe, but my friend was able to like communicate fully without any fear while I'm like, you know, you're anxious and you're like trying to navigate this language. And at the same time, I was like, okay, so the next step is to call the police. And I was like, oh. What's their number? <laughs> it's like, okay, this is not. If we were like alone in a forest, we you would die. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Luckily, other people like came up and were there and could help. But I was like, you never like feel. There are always moments in this co- in another country 
even if you move to maybe another region of the country you're within where you're just like, I don't know what to do. And you feel so powerless in that. Yes. I actually had a very similar experience um, when I was in Paris this last time. I was at the stoplight. I had just finished getting my COVID test, my final COVID test. And I was like walking. It was so beautiful out. And I was like um, at the stoplight. And this little old lady next to me like started talking to me. And I was like, uh, maybe she's just making conversation. Because I do see old people do that in France. But I was like, I don't really know what she's saying. And she was going like this, like to her eyes. And I was like, what is she talking about? And then this lady like came up behind me and like immediately like walked up to the little old lady and like hooked her arm under hers. And the lady was asking for help to cross the street because she couldn't really see like, <laughs> like this lady's out here by herself couldn't really see like the light that would have told you to cross the street and the lady looked at me like I was like mean and wasn't wanting to help this old lady and there was this other lady who was behind her who also looked at me that way and I was like I'm sorry I don't I don't speak French very well so I didn't understand her and then the lady was like Oh, you're here for the turn for for the tournament for Holland Girls, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, and then she was just like, oh, okay, and then the light turned to green, and we all walked. But I was like mortified because I couldn't help that little old lady, and this other lady thought I was just some rude person, but I just didn't understand her. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened if I was speaking English, right? I would have been like, yes, of course. Like this old lady asked me for help. French people are so cute. Of course I would have been like, I'm just heartbroken. I couldn't have helped her. <sighs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is really interesting. Yeah. But it's like, these are experiences that you learn and you grow in and it's, it's just different depending on where, I mean, I think we're all going to end up in another country at one point. <laughs> and then I'll be like, so talk to me about the culture of London. And just, <laughs> just tell me all about it. <laughs> you need to know. I know. We're just going to keep having reunion episodes where it's like, okay, so now we're all here in this place. Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, we'll just all have to like meet up at one, like in another country and be like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. That's so cool. Exactly. Post-COVID. But it's something that Andrea said just um she mentioned where where did you hear the thing about like being childlike in a new country? Because I swear, like I read things I read a whole poem about that when I just moved to Paris and I could relate so much. Because it was about like yeah, um, I, it was a dream. It was I had a, I had a dream where I was thinking about it and then I woke up thinking about it. Um but I'd really be interested to read that poem. Yeah, I don't know if it was a poem or it was an extract or just someone writing their thoughts. I'll try and find it again. But it spoke about how moving to a foreign country that's so different is like being a child again because um, the streets aren't the same. So you got to learn how to cross the road now and um, you got to learn how to speak the way everyone else is speaking. Um, like very, very basic things like, getting to the shop like you need to know like how to get to the store how to buy something how to like just everything so I found that so interesting that you said that because I read something that spoke about that and I thought it was so true that when you go to another country especially on your own you're like a toddler 
you just you're trying to figure out things. You just yeah, everything. You know, you're a grown ass woman, but now suddenly it's like I don't know how to buy this thing at the shop. I don't know how to make an appointment with a doctor. Can someone yeah. help me. Like like. I don't know how to tell the lady that the stall is out of toilet paper. Do I say that it's empty? Do I say that there's no more? Do I say, like, how do I say there's no toilet paper? And, like, I had that thought the last time I was there. Like, you know, like, what specific word are you supposed to say? Yeah, I had the same thing. Like, I had to make a doctor's appointment. And I was like, how? And I'm like, it's so easy. You just do this and this and this. I'm like, can you help me? Can you help me make an appointment? It felt like I was asking my mom to, like, make an appointment for me. when. So that was, yeah, that's true. I know. I love it, though. I like it. It's kind of scary, kind of daunting, kind of sex, but um, it's cool when you figure it out and you like get into it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, the feeling when you overcome it is like worth it so much. But yeah, but in those moments, you're like, <laughs> I can't. I think that's just to wrap it up. I think that is the difference between like Emily and Paris, and if you if you really want to be an expat, is that you go in being childlike and being open to understanding and learning and then growing and then being a better person because of it, as opposed to going into a situation kind of with, you know, with a wall up and being like, I'm already me. Like I've already grown. And so if you go with blanks slate, like the wall can help you mold, but, and that's how it, uh, that's how you have to be. That, do we even need to say anything else? Because you just wrapped that up so beautifully mm-hmm. that I'm afraid I'm going to butcher whatever word. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It does seem that we're about to end for time anyways. So I'm going to thank you all for coming and joining me again. <laughs> thank you for having us, Katie. I'm glad we could make it work. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Again. It was really nice. I'll try to be better prepared for the next time. Sorry, I came up with you. You're totally fine. It's fun. <laughs>